Uh, theme, as you can see on the, the projectors this morning, is obedience. I'd like to start out by reading Psalm 1, 1 through 3. The Word of God says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in the, its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Let's pray. Glorious Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this morning. Even with the wind and the weather, we do thank you, Lord, for how you orchestrate all things to your glory. We thank you, Lord, for calling this body here in this building this morning to hear and listen to your word taught from this pulpit. Pray, Lord, that this morning that people can quiet our hearts and our minds, that we can focus on the word as it's taught, focus on you, focus on the work done on the cross, the gift of salvation that was given to all believers. We thank you, Lord, for how you continue to work through us, and we pray, Lord, that you would give us those opportunities to evangelize in the week coming up, Pray for those opportunities to share your word. We know, Lord, that your word is sufficient, that your word is powerful enough to turn even the darkest of hearts. We pray for this morning. Pray that you would glorify yourself through this, this service. Pray that our hearts and our voices would sing to your glory and that we would be focused on you and you alone. So in Christ's name we pray, amen. If you look around us in the world, the idea of obedience seems optional. It might even seem like a foreign concept. Follow the laws? Maybe. Pay your debts? Don't feel like it. But in contrast, the Christian walk, the obedience is not optional. Obedience is the act of submitting or obeying the commands, directions, and instructions of God. We are called to serve God. We are called to glorify God. And obedience is the test of one's faith and response to saving grace. I've told my boys, it's simple. You have two choices. You can obey or you can disobey. You can glorify God or you can glorify yourself. Scripture is chock full of examples of obedience or the lack thereof from Genesis through Revelation. We can talk about disobedience until the cows come home. Adam and Eve, yikes. Israel, time and time again, they obey, they disobey. They're disciplined. Rinse and repeat. Lot's wife, don't look back. Failed on that one. Jonah, run away. No, I'm not going to do that. No. How about the rich young ruler? Sell everything. And we can wag our finger at them. We can shake our head. But are we really any different than them? Money? That might not be our trigger. But is there another idol in our life? Is there something that we are running away from because we don't want to do that God has instructed us to do? Our theme this morning is not disobedience, but rather obedience. And the greatest example of obedience is Christ himself. Christ emptied himself. 
he humbled himself and took on the form of man to fulfill prophecy and the law. In John 6, Jesus explains that he did not come down from heaven to do his own will, but the will of the Father. Sin, of course, is disobedience, but Christ was without sin. In fact, his greatest act of obedience was becoming sin on our behalf. Throughout the gospel, Christ has made it abundantly clear that he did not come to do his own will but that of the Father, John 14, 31. But so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father commanded me. He obeyed the Father in perfect obedience unto death, Philippians 2, 8. And after being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. We are called to obey our triune God. Walking in accordance to his word in complete obedience is not optional. If we are Christians, we bear the name Christ. We are instructed to walk in the same manner as Christ walked, 1 John 2.6. Because Christ was obedient unto death, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name above every name. Jesus was obedient to the glory of God. So too, we in his likeness should be obedient to the glory of God. Ephesians 5.1, a few words, but it's crystal clear. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. We are called, we are instructed, we are commanded to be like Christ, who is the perfect example of obedience. We are to live our lives as imitators of Christ, and we need to understand what Christ's instruction is for us. Love God, love others, and forgive. This, of course, is not an exhaustive list of all his commandments. We would be here for weeks upon weeks, so clear your calendar. But we'll start with just these three. Matthew 22, we see that see Jesus responding to the Pharisees and Sadducees, their question of what is the greatest commandment. He quotes Deuteronomy 6.5 in his reply, you shall love the Lord with all of your what? All of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. Mark as in strength, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Both Gospels here are signifying whole and complete love for God. Not in part, but in whole. Not part-time, not when I have time, not horseshoes and hand grenades close enough. This is not what we've been called to do. Jesus didn't die on the cross for part of our sin. No, the depth of love of God has no measure. And so we are called to have that same love for him. And so we are called to have full and complete obedience. John 14, 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Our obedience demonstrates love for Christ. If you phileo, no. If you agape, if you love God, you will be obedient. Obedience has to come from the heart, right? That's what Jesus taught. It's not just our physical actions, but it is a matter of the heart. Are we obeying with our heart? By this we know him if we practice watchful, careful, and thoughtful obedience, not just with our physical actions, but with our heart, we will be obeying his commands in whole. Love others. Paul, in his epistle to the Galatians, outlined that we should what? Fight and devour one another? No. We should not fight and devour one another. Rather, we should love 
one another. Last summer, Ronaldo led us through the one anothering of one another. It's an outstanding study. I highly recommend that you listen to it or re-listen to it on the website. Love one another. What else does it say? We should greet one another with a brotherly kiss. I'll be honest with you, if you start kissing me, we're going to have some issues. But you understand what he's saying there, right? Love one another. We're also called to pray for one another. We're called to wash one another's feet. Talk about humility. Talk about serving others. We are also called to serve one another in love. We are all, we're called to be of the same mind towards one another. We're called to bear one another's burdens. We're called to be kind to one another. This is what we're called to do. These are our instructions. These are not optional. This is our Christian walk. Jesus goes so far as to say we even have to love our enemies. Wow. Love our enemies, not just our friends, not just the people who are sitting next to you. Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. How about that forgiveness thing? Yes, we are called to forgive. How many times? Peter, seven? Seventy times seven? Christ's Christ's response there was innumerable, not a fixed number. You can't go through and count on your finger and say, good, done, not going to forgive you again. How many times have we been forgiven of our sins, past, present, and future? We We are instructed in Luke 6 to judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Again, if we bear the name Christ, if we are to be imitators of God, we ought to obey by forgiving others just as we have been forgiven. What else does obedience look like? We're instructed to be salt and light. We are called to be salt of the earth and light of the world. Matthew 5.16, your light must shine before people in such a way that you may, they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. These are all clear instructions for us to live by on a daily basis. Obedience in a nutshell is the result of our consuming desire to know, follow, and glorify God. The more we know God, the more we want to glorify him in our every action, thought, and impulse. In order to glorify him, we have to know what his word, his inspired letter of loving instruction is to us, his children. As we obey, he sanctifies us, he purifies us, and he conforms us and makes us more like Christ each and every day. The result of obedience is love. And the result of obeying causes us to grow in our walk with God. That growth through the Holy Spirit will mature us from immature children to youth to mature believers. Why do we obey? John 15, 11, These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made in full. Obedience has taken the instruction of the Lord applying it to our lives with joy abounding to the glory of God.